everybody, it's me, Katiosaurus, and welcome back to Infinite Quest. This week on Infinite Quest, Eric and I are tackling all things ADHD and video games, and by all things, I actually mean a very small amount of things because we only had an hour, uh, but we talk about Minecraft, so that's cool. Before we begin, Eric and I have a really special and really cool announcement, and it feels so surreal to even be making this announcement, uh, but we are officially announcing our first ever live show. I know. It's a big it's kind of it's kind of a big deal, you guys. The live show recording is going to be just part of our weekend appearance schedule at Play On Con, uh, which is happening July 8th through the 11th, both online and in person in Columbiana, Alabama at the 4H Center. It's sort of a crossover event between summer camp and a convention, and we're really, really excited. Uh, we do want to let you know that tickets and lodging are still available. If you're interested, you can visit playoncon.com. Uh, but Large caveat, you do have to be vaccinated to attend in person. So if you haven't gotten around to it yet and you want to come hang out with us for a weekend, make sure that you do that in enough time to come see us in July. So that's the big announcement. It's our first live show. It's our first convention appearance. We are so excited. That's playoncon.com if you want to check it out. We've also got our appearance schedule listed on our website so you can sort of clicky through the links and all of that good stuff. And if you can't make it in person, no worries. A lot of the events, like I said before, are going to be online. So make sure to check it out anyway. And, you know, we'll just zoom right into your living room. So without further ado, that's the announcement. Here's the show about video games. Transition. Oh well, hello everybody. Guess guess what? It's another episode of Infinite Quest. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the quest. Hooray! The party. We did it. Eric, Yay. What, what number episode is this? This is forty-two. Eric, we're gonna have to do something big for our fiftieth. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. We have to do something super cool. I know what to do. Here's what we do: we contact all the guests we've ever had. And we put them all in one big Zoom room. No. And they all talk to each other. Hear me out. Hear me out. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. I would love to have Robert Downey Jr. on the podcast. podcast. Oh, my gosh. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Stephen Colbert, and Jim Carrey are three people I really want to have on the podcast. I could not endure being perceived by Stephen Colbert. It would be too much for me. It would be kind of scary, yeah. I would be like, Stephen Colbert, don't perceive me. (laughs) Well, he's like pa- such a he's such a secret like genius like secret philosopher he's genius so guy good. he's so smart he's such a smart he's guy brilliant. and also like i kind of want him to be my dad but like not in a sex way like and just like a will you be my dad because you seem like you'd be like a really good dad like oh yeah i feel oh like Stephen Colbert would be like the coolest dad oh yeah telling you all about tolkien and stuff like that yeah and then, just like constantly, like here's the thing i would introduce Stephen colbert to the wood mother that would be what oh. i would do i'd be like Stephen colbert my friend the wood mother knows more about Tolkien than you. Let's go. <laughs> Tolkien off would... with Stephen Colbert and Dee Dee. It'd be fucking amazing. That's what I would do. The, the beacons are lit. Gondor calls for the challenge, a Tolkien Gondor challenge. Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> They're taking the hobbits to ice. That'd be kind of a cool Minecraft thing to build, like a big beacon, and we could like signal Has stuff to each other. built Isengard in Minecraft? Eric, oh, I... dude, I'm sure there are some killer Eric, Isengards in Minecraft. I can't stop thinking about Minecraft. I know, me neither. I've been, I I've been watching videos and like of people building stuff and you playing. You did this to me. It's your fault. I don't play I video games, and it's your fault. Well, I think you're, 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 I mean, I, I don't want to say like you've been doing well because especially with like Minecraft, they're like, you know, it, it, there is no like, well, you just kind of like do your thing, you know? I like the, the, the but, server, the server that we found is very, yeah. is, is cool. Cause you just push the button and then you can just go on an adventure, but it's safe. I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. Also, it's, I didn't know that when we first started playing. So the anxiety I felt about losing you was like profound. Like I was just, it was, <laughs> I was constantly afraid that I was going to be hopelessly lost in Minecraft for forever. And I didn't know how to do anything in the game. It was so stressful. Was it so, happens, man. And single player, sorry. like regular mode. Oh, it, it yeah, happens. I will it's never terrifying. play Minecraft in, in regular, like I, I, the, the unbearable stress of that, the unbearable <laughs> stress of that. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Well, how do you how do you feel about Minecraft? You seem to be you seem to be enjoying it. I don't want to speak for you. How how do you feel? I have been swayed, Eric. I thought it was really stupid. I thought that it was like a like a like I don't know why I have like and this is something that like I need to like actually like unpack a little bit. But like in my head, like Minecraft is like a boy game, which is like stupid. Like that's not a good opinion to have because things like video games are not gendered. 
But I think it's just because like we get a lot of trick or treaters at my house. And so all the Minecraft costumes were like little boys. And so I was like, oh, "Oh, it's like a thing that like little boys like. And I'm like, well, I'm not a little boy, so I'm not going to fucking try it. And then it turns out that I like fucking love it. I was wrong. I stand corrected. I I need to unpack some gender bias and stereotypes. It's fine. We're out here doing the work. I think especially when it comes to well, for one, I'm so glad you've come over to the to the side of enjoying Minecraft because it is a genuine pleasure playing with you. I like to build stuff. I like because it's always my favorite part of Sims was like building the stuff instead. Like I would I was I would always like build really fancy houses and then I would just immediately murder my people because I didn't care about people. I just (laughs) wanted to build like an extravagant house. Yeah, you got to put them in the pool and then take out the ladder. Yeah, That's I, mean, I, would, I would just be like, whatever, you guys. But it's just like, I just really like designing like buildings and stuff. But the thing that I like most is like going on like little like, you know, when you go to like the different areas and then you just see like these incredible, like that bird cage with the giant yeah. bird. That was like one of the coolest things that I've ever like. And just somebody just like got bored one afternoon and like built that. But like yeah. understanding like how much, you know, it's like because you need like glass and sand and shit. And so it's like understanding like how much shit he had to like mine to be able to like make the thing it's just like i love it's so great it just makes me so happy yeah it's like genuinely an example of like how cool people are and like i I think something that's super strange about minecraft specifically when it comes to adhd is so many things so all right first off if you don't know what minecraft is minecraft is uh, (laughs) explain minecraft to people who don't know what minecraft is well it's like 10 years old now i think it's 11 years old now so minecraft is a game (laughs) is hot off the press 10 year old game um minecraft is a game that you can roughly think of as being like lego if the whole world was legos so you spawn in as like a little person and you have nothing on you and you're like in the woods it's like naked and afraid except with computers Exactly. And you're you have little adorable little pixel clothes on on you. But so you walk around and there's you're surrounded by blocks like so there are like trees made out of blocks and the ground is made out of dirt blocks. And then there's like water that's blocks and you can punch them and get the blocks. So you punch the tree and you get wood. And then if you get all the wood from the tree, you can make a little crafting bench and then you can use the stones from the ground and the wood from the trees to make like an axe to chop wood better. And then you can like it's, dig really deep and then find metal and then goes, make stuff out of that. It gets so complex. Like it, and gets, it gets monumentally complex about the things that you can build based on a resource gathering and like construction. Um, so people build like massive farms and people you can make actual working computers like you can make and gates and logic systems enough. Like if the thing flows into this chest, then it's an and or whatever. I don't know how to computers work, but like it gets insane how deep like minecraft goes but what's really interesting about it to me is the process of gathering materials like gathering up the you know ten thousand sand blocks that that one person needed to melt to make the giant bird cage (laughs) like it is hours and hours and hours of tedious work just walking around smacking blocks to break them to get the stones like if you were to tell me to do that if you were just to say eric you're here's this video game i need you to break ten thousand blocks I'd be like, uh, please, no, God, no, please, no, thank you, no. <laughs> that sounds awful. But if you have like a thing in mind that you want to build, you just flow state. Yeah. You're like, everything makes sense. I need the thing to make the thing to get the thing. It's like the 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 jungle wood because I needed the special wood to make which <laughs> I still haven't done it. And that's all I want to do. Like all the day, loom. I've been meaning to go make the loom, but I've been doing like actual work but like in the back of my adhd troll brain it's been like you still haven't made the loom (laughs) and then you can make underpants with it you can make underpants i don't think you can actually make underpants but there's fruit of the loom that was a fruit of the i got excited somebody made me a dinosaur outfit in minecraft like on the discord (gasps) server they made me a little dinosaur outfit but i don't know how to put it on my guy that's so cool we should definitely make little Minecraft characters that look like us. That sounds really yeah. fun. Well, because well, we have the Katie ADHD Minecraft server. I just don't know how to work it. I don't know how so to get on my own server. It's scary. There's like a bunch <laughs> of like downloads and shit. I don't understand how it works, and I'm too embarrassed to ask anybody. <laughs> well, so on the idea of like the weird, tedious things that Minecraft has you do, like for me and my ADHD, it is a lot. It's it's a it has it's it has really good parts where it's like, oh, wow, I've learned that if I do this thing, I can be more organized or I can I've learned that if I have a creative goal in mind that I feel is worth it, 
I can do the same thing for long periods of times, but I also run into things where I'm terrible at them. Yeah. Like, cause Minecraft is all about, I need to do this thing, but in order to do that thing, I need to get this other thing. And in order to get that thing, I need to get this other thing. And it gets so deep that I very rarely end up actually making my way down that path of stuff to, to do the initial thing that I like wanted to complete, but I still practice doing that. Eric, so like, would you say that the real Minecraft is the lessons you learned along the way? <laughs> Yes, Katie. Yes, I would. The real mine was the crafts we mined along the Minecraft. Hash, that's my that's hashtag whatever I just said. <laughs> that's it's gonna be our that's merch get, for twenty twenty two. Stephen Colbert on the show. We just make hyper. Oh no, that's John Oliver. Anyway, sorry, I did, I got confused. <laughs> hyper specific hashtags. Yeah, you know how John Oliver is the hyper. Anyway, oh, yeah. what were you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I am sorry. Well, I wanted I wanted to ask you like because you're like you know you're not only new to the Minecraft world but you're new to the video game world. Like, how do you feel video games have interacted with your ADHD so far? It's weird because I have a really, like, mixed relationship to video games. Because, like, my parents had bafflingly illogical rules about video games. Like, it was really funny. Because, like, I was not allowed... Like, we did not have a Nintendo. We were not allowed to have, like, a Nintendo or, like, a video game console but my parents were completely fucking chill with computer games, which I still have so many goddamn questions about. Like, there is no difference, but we were not allowed to have a Nintendo. We were not allowed to have, like, a Sega. Uh, but, like, computer games is fine. And so, like, but I grew up, because I'm older than you, I, I grew up firmly in the age of, like, video games are for boys, not for girls, and the only video games that girls can play are the girl video games. So, like, I used to play a lot of, like, Barbie Movie Maker and, like, Sim. I would play a lot of The Sims. Um, I was obsessed with this one game called uh, Titanic Adventure Out of Time, which I've tried oh, yeah. repeatedly and unsuccessfully to, to play on Twitch, but I can't get it to work on my computer and I'm fucking sad about it. Um, but really the only, I mean, like I played Mario, like everybody plays Mario. Like everybody has a friend who has an old Nintendo in their basement. You would oh, go yeah. over, you play my, like Mario. So like I, I was like aware of it. Terry like, For me... Like I re I was I was hyper focused on the Titanic, like like just like the boat. And uh -huh. so like the computer game was less about like, oh, I'm excited to like play the game and solve the mystery. I just like walking around the Titanic like it, it was more of like a um, research thing. I don't want to say research. Oh my God, but you could actually walk yeah, around the Titanic the, the in the big, game. The <gasps> big thing about Titanic Adventure at a time was they built a completely scale model of the Titanic oh in the game. Oh my God. And you could go and you could like, and they use like reference photos and stuff from the actual ship. So like, like you could just walk around the Titanic. Like that was oh. the whole, that was the selling point of the game. That's so sweet. But it was like a puzzle game. It was like an escape room game where like you go to like the Turkish bath and you had to like turn the dials on the shower a certain way and you'd get a piece of the puzzle. But the idea of Titanic Adventure Out of Time, not that you care at all, was that you were a time traveling agent uh, from like World War Two and you got sent back to the Titanic during the London Blitz and like you had to like stop the titanic from sinking to like stop hitler from taking over the world. it was really weird like the conceit of the game was very weird but Whoa. his claim to fame was that it was like a 3d model of the titanic and you can just like walk around and i thought that was cool but anyway so i what i found was like i i would get into games like that where it was like puzzle games or or like walking around games but like side scrollers, I would get super frustrated about because I wasn't immediately, I, this is going to shock you, I wasn't immediately good at them. So I didn't like them very much. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah. And then there was another game, it was called Black and White. And it was this like weird game where like you were a god, but at some point in the game, you would choose whether or not you're going to be like a benevolent god or like a, a, a mean god. And like that, that was like, I played the shit out of that game one summer like i did nothing but sit in my basement and play black and white for like hours which, and which hours, did you and hours, choose? hours were you a benevolent guy I, I had two i i was running two games at the same time so i'd be the bad guy and then i'd be the good guy but the 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 thing is 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 um the only reason i played this game the only reason was because there was this part of the game where there's these guys this is such a stupid story it has nothing to do with this podcast <laughs> there were these guys there were these guys and they were like on this little there was like a it was like a little you know it was it was a 
like a resource management game basically but there was like a like a little island and there was these sailors who wanted wood for their ship so they could build a ship and if you like did a certain series of tasks the guys would sing you a song like and it was like this really fucking catchy song and so i used to play the shit out of this game so i could make the guys sing the song can you do you remember the song can you sing the song i do uh it's like oh we got this notion that we might like to sail the ocean so we're building a big shit to leave here for good but we've got to think of something and something and then it would be like but we need some more wood but we're building a big ship and we need more wood and then they were just like and so they would sing a little song and so i would get really excited i would give them like all the wood so they could build their ship because i was a kind and benevolent guy <laughs> That's it. That's the whole story. I'm really <laughs> well, glad I derailed our podcast for 15 minutes to talk about that song. How did you get the wood? You would you just pick up trees because you're a you god. Like, so you just like yeah, you pick up trees and then it would like there was like a thing and you could like turn it into like plant. I don't remember, but like you just hand him a tree basically. But it was also really funny because you could just like eat people. You could just like pick up a guy and throw him, and like it would, I would just do that all the time. You have like this old god hand that would come down and just pick up people. You would throw them, and then there's like this weird voice, and it would just go death like and that was like how you knew that you would like kill the guy so giving these people the wood and hearing them sing the song was motivation enough for you to gather all that wood it well, well yeah i would just like hand up like piles and piles and piles of wood so they could, and then i would delete the game and then i heard that that like day and then i would just go back and i would replay it so they would sing me the song again just over and over and over i love that song <laughs> Get ready for a bunch of people sending you covers of them doing that I'm song. I'm so, please do. Please, I'm sure that has to exist. Like, I haven't thought of that song in years, but I guarantee, like, I'm gonna fucking, I don't even care. I know we're recording a podcast. I'm looking it up right now. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, okay, ship building song. <laughs> Black and white. Gosh. Oh, man. The, yeah, the Black and White Sailor song. There's at least a couple of videos of it, So, but I don't know if anybody's covered it, so that's fine. I mean, you know, I wouldn't hate it if you played it right now. Okay, you want to hear it? Yeah, okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear it? Yeah. This notion that we quite like to sell the ocean, so we're building a big boat to leave her for good. We're really thinking of singing, so we're all sitting here thinking, because we built it too big and we've run out of wood. I'm really impressed with how well you remembered it. That's that's really impressive. And then yeah, they're like little pirates. They had like a little accordion and shit. Oh, so that's, funny. That's delightful. That's what I remember. That's... I can't remember my banking password that I set last week, but I can remember the sailing <laughs> song from Black and White from when I was twelve fucking years old because that's what I do with my time. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> well, do you find nowadays when you're playing the Minecraft, when we're doing the things, what what do you find is difficult because of your ADHD and or what do you find is 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 easier oh man well okay first off I want to know about your relationship to video games that's a question that I have but okay, to answer okay. your question first um I don't play video games really because of my ADHD like that's that's really it. like Minecraft is one of the first games that like I've I've started playing because what happens to me is that I like instantly i'm like this game is going to consume me and even as we've been playing minecraft i've had to be like i mean you were there when chris came home and i was like yeah i'll be i'll play for like 20 more minutes and he came up like two hours later and he's like where yeah. the fuck have you been like, and so like that's the thing is like i really tend to lose track of time and i really tend to get like really invested in like you know if there's like a bunch of different stars or prizes or whatever like i want to get them all um, and so, yeah, like people always think it's really weird, but like I don't have games on my phone. I don't have a single game on my phone. It's all like functional app stuff that I use because of like if I put a game on my phone, that is all I'm going to do for the next week or two weeks or whatever until the dopamine wears off. Um, so, yeah, I really don't play a lot of games because of that. Yeah, it's risky. I mean, like because video games, especially when it comes to ADHD, people with ADHD, have a much higher likelihood of becoming addicted to stuff in general, but also video games. And I think it's because video games give those little dopamine checkpoints. They give you lights and colors and they reward you and stuff, um, which I think is incredibly useful if you like think about it. 
if you break it down and think why why am i able to do this thing that in any other circumstance would be insanely boring you know pressing the same button over and over and over again for two hours why am i now so motivated to do that and how did the video game get me to do that it's really interesting well it's a number it comes down kind of to behavioralism um like uh bf skinner the father of behavioralism inventor of the skinner boxes which is this is trigger warning not very nice to animals um but you would put uh, like a rat in a box and you would put a button in the, in the box with the rat and uh it would press the button and get food it very quickly learns to click the button in order to get the reward of food um however you can also do interval based rewards so like every three times it hits the button it'll get food you can also do variable rewards where just any random amount of times that it hits the button it will get food so maybe five times maybe ten maybe two maybe three so tiktok cool <laughs> oh yeah it's very tiktok oh very tiktok <laughs> but the idea is that that first one where it presses the button and gets the food every time once it stops getting the food it will immediately stop well not immediate but it will very very quickly stop pressing the button and learn that like that's stupid now i'm not doing that anymore it'll not do the behavior um the second one where it's interval based it'll for a little bit longer it'll keep pressing the button um, but by far the one that stuck the most was the random one where it randomly gets food every time it's when it will keep doing that behavior for a very long time, even after it hasn't gotten food forever. Um, uh, I feel right? personally attacked. I know. Right. That's, and these are rats. We're talking about TikTok. That's just, my... you just literally <laughs> described TikTok. Cool. 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 Yep. Cool, 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 cool. Yes, I did. <laughs> but, but video games work in somewhat the same way where, we get rewarded variably for the things that we do. You know, you there's a big boss, then you attack the boss. Hopefully it drops something good. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I think the way that video games reward us um, can tell us, and, and how they motivate our behavior as people with ADHD, can really inform us about how we can help motivate our own behavior. Like the idea that making this birdcage in Minecraft, like pressing the same button over and over and over again for hours and hours and hours, is on its face very boring not to mention collecting all the sand that you have to use to make the glass to do the thing um but because the the goal in mind is like a, a, a internally set goal like it's worth it to have this friggin' birdcage thing um somewhere that player is out there and we're just like showering that birdcage with compliments if you're if you're listening to this birdcage builder it's good with your giant um, parrot we see you but, <laughs> but i think it's really informative like how do and how like it may it always makes me wonder like how can i get that into my own life and it, i do in some ways like with my coffee stirrer models like sitting here cutting a hundred equal length coffee stirs to make a thing like if i was doing that for no reason i would it would be excruciating but because i have this goal in mind i'm willing to do it and i think video games in some ways taught me that that like wow there's a power there's like that's so insanely powerful that this video game can get me to sit here and press the same couple buttons over and over and over again. And not only like, act, you know, it can get me to do it, but I'm flow stated. Like I lose track of time. And I'm like all engrossed in this task. It's fascinating. And uh, I think trying to like hack that system is, I mean, just that's so powerful. Like imagine if somebody was like, Hey Eric, I'm going to get you to sit in a chair and press the same button thousands of times for two hours. And you're going to love it. I'd be like, uh, okay yeah bs but here comes <laughs> minecraft and just dunks on me like ah look yeah. at all that wood you loved collecting <laughs> yeah well i like i don't know the other problem that i have is like especially in stuff like minecraft like if i was gonna build the bird cage right like i also know and this is something that we haven't encountered yet but like i would have a very hard time walking away and being like it's done like, even with our house, like, I keep fucking adding, like, windows and shit because I'm just like, ah! And I was like, I last, like, literally last night at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to make an upstairs because I just realized, like, I can make an upstairs because you could stay. I didn't, I just, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to make an upstairs. So I was, like, excited. I was going to build a little, but I was like, that's, that's the problem for me. It's like, as like, that was the thing with, like, The Sims too is like it's just like there's never like a finality to it you know yeah whereas so it's like i think like i spend a longer time like chasing the dopamine uh which you know it's, it is what it is yeah i guess that makes sense well it's interesting that we're you know thinking about like the variable reward where you're, you're getting inconsistent rewards for behaviors 
like with Minecraft, which is largely a creative game. I mean, there is like a story you can play, but you know, it's largely a creative game. Those rewards, the reward of seeing your finished bird birdcage or seeing like the beautiful second floor to your little cottage, um, we're creating those for ourselves. We're creating those goals and those dopamine rewards from seeing the finished product. We're creating those ourselves out of nothing. We're just inventing a creative endeavor and deciding that it's worth working towards and then doing it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, it's just incredible. And, and especially with Minecraft, so many times you'll think, I need to build this thing. And in order to build this thing, I need this other thing. In order to build that other thing, I need this other thing. In order to get that thing, I need this other thing. And so now you're getting that fourth string thing so that when you get it, you can do that third string thing and finish yeah. up. And you well, have to remember. It's task management. It's task management, yeah. exactly. And I am garbage at that in Minecraft. Garbage at it in Minecraft. But it's good practice, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny that it's, it's worth doing all that stuff to get to that creative reward at the end that I've set for myself, which is something that's I try to replicate in my own life, but not always successfully. Congratulations, you did it. You made it to the middle of the episode. Well done. Well done, you indeed. Before we get to the part where I awkwardly shoehorn in an ad for zlool.com, that's Z-E-E-L-O-O-L.com, and if you use code KDO, they'll give you 10% off your order, I wanted to let you know that we are just about one month away from Eric moving down here to Georgia in order for us to make Infinite Quest sustainable and full-time. And we can't do that without your help. As our audiences have continued to grow, we've realized that about 99.5% of our listening and viewing audience across all of our various social media platforms consume and enjoy our content for free. And it is our honor and it is our privilege to educate and advocate for our community every single day. But it makes it really difficult to make this work sustainable. And so if you are interested in supporting our Patreon, it is patreon.com slash infinite quest. Over the months of May and June, as we get ready for Eric's move down here to Georgia, we are producing a little bit of extra content. We're doing like some movie watch alongs and some other things to give you a little bit more of a reason to subscribe. But really and truly, if our work, if our education, if our advocacy has helped you or someone you know, and you are in a position to help us out, We'd really, really appreciate it. Even a dollar a month goes a long way to helping us build a sustainable future for Infinite Quest. And if you can't help us out on the Patreon, no worries. We completely understand. There is never any pressure or any expectation. And there is room at the Infinite Quest family table for everybody, regardless of your circumstances. However, if you're interested in supporting us in a way at no cost to you, except a couple of minutes of your time, just let people know that we exist. If you've got the time to leave us a podcast review, we'd certainly appreciate that, especially over on Apple Podcasts. But uh, honestly, just letting people know that we exist, telling your friends, telling your families, tell your enemies, we're super annoying, we get it. But helping us spread the word is one of the best ways that you can help us ensure that Infinite Quest will remain long-lived and sustainable. Also buy your glasses from zlool.com. That's Z-E-E-L-O-O-L.com. Use code KDO for 10% off your order. Okay, back to the episode. Bye. Uh, can we do a science corner with Katie? Because you just talked about something really interesting. Oh, uh, most definitely, Katie. Okay, I'm going to do a little... I'm, this is a thing that we do. If you're, if, you're new, if you're not new to Infinite Quest Podcast, this is a thing that we do every single time. And I'm not just doing this on the spur of the moment. Ready? Science Corner with Katie. Okay, there you go. Uh, that's a real thing that we've done. <laughs> Recurring segment every time. Recurring, yeah, like clockwork. I didn't make that up on the fly. Um, but okay, so like we we had kind of talked about like maybe doing a video game episode, and I feel like we're like meandering into it. One of the things that I thought was really interesting is that for a very long time there has been debate about whether or not video games make your ADHD worse. Like, is screen time bad for you? And it is a very controversial thing which i think is really interesting because pretty concretely they are now like they science is able to say that like there's no evidence that video games cause adhd like if your kid plays a lot of video games early on they're not like more likely to have adhd but then like the conversation very quickly gets very nuanced and very interesting because 
for ADHD kids, there's a lot of benefits to playing video games. And there's also a lot of like cons to playing video games. And so like, it's, it's really interesting balancing those two conversations because kind of like what you talked about earlier, like kids with ADHD are, are like statistically more likely to struggle with like video game addiction um, and that kind of thing. But at the same time played in moderation, uh, video games like help kids build skills. And one of them, like you specifically talked about is task management. Like video games can help with task management and a list that I definitely prepare, didn't prepare ahead of time. This is all off the top of the, it's not, I, this is all written out, um, but it helps with like visual and spatial skills and hand eye coordination strategy and problem solving, um, like prioritization and like task management in general. Uh, and a really interesting one, collaboration and teamwork. Um, and hmm. I read a really interesting study about how a lot of kids with ADHD struggle with social relationships because of like just the challenges of navigating life as a neurodivergent kid and video games and especially like large multiplayer games where like you can meet people and you're sharing these common goals are actually really good for socializing kids who might not otherwise get that same type of like support and community and friendship. And I think that's fucking interesting as shit. Um, like that is really, really interesting to me. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where like, I grew up in the generation of like video games will, will rot your brain and they're bad for you. And you can't ever let your kid look at a screen or whatever. And now we're starting to see like these places where like, no video games are actually like pretty good for things like, like weirdly social skills and things like time management and that thing where conversely, like also sometimes time management out of game goes out the window because you're so hyper-focused on like <laughs> getting your jungle wood for your loom in Minecraft, you know, I just, so it's super interesting. Yeah. I think what, what it seems to be is a really powerful tool and like all really powerful tools, it can hurt you. <laughs> like it can do yeah. a lot of really good things. But if not moderated and used in a deliberate way, it can do some really bad things. Like, for example, uh, I, I think Minecraft is, for me, one of my the best examples because it's the video game that I play the most. Um, but also because it really, really leans hard into that sort of task management thing, mm -hmm. like where you have to you have a larger task that you then break down into smaller tasks. Um, and that's such a specifically difficult thing for people with ADHD, where one person sees like, doing the dishes as being like a singular task people with adhd that task is a series of hundreds and hundreds of smaller tasks i have to put on an apron i have to reach to the left to grab the thing and you know all that kind of stuff and minecraft is built on those types of things um but so a video game like that is really good practice for practicing doing multi-stepped tasks and stuff it's good for it's practicing organization you know having a chest for your wood stuff having a chest for your stuff made out of stone and whatnot um it's really it's 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 like a uh you know it's like lifting weights or something for, for task management yeah. um however because of the nature of video games because video games are not built to be practiced sessions for real life necessarily um they're good on their own they're not satisfying only if you take the lessons that you learn from the video game and apply them to your real life. That has to be done manually. You have to decide to do that. You have to decide, I'm going to think about what makes, you know, this game so rewarding to me and what makes it so that I'm willing to do these complex task management exercises. You, you have to do that and extrapolate manually. Because uh, if you don't, then, well, I mean, half to might be a bit, so you might perhaps see, don't I, have to. Well, I was but, just Oh, well, finish, finish your uh, thought, but like, I, yeah, you go. Well, I think because if you, not, not necessarily, because, how do I say this? Because it is a contained system. The video game, yeah. you can go into the video game, get a whole bunch of dopamine for a bunch of different reasons, for completing tasks, for working hard towards goals, mm -hmm. big rewards, little rewards, lights, colors, music, the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. And then you can just stop and be like, that was great and move on. You don't have to think why did that do so well for me? Why was I able to hyper-focus on that for three hours, four days, six months? Why do I enter such a flow state? And how do I try to get, try to figure out how this game is motivating me such so that I can like hack that and motivate myself in the real world in that same way? 
you can just have this little other world that you go into and get all a bunch of dopamine, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking shit about that. Yeah. Um, but well, I think that's yeah. what causes it to be such a dangerous, albeit powerful tool. See, I just, I think that's really interesting because I don't, I don't know if I entirely agree. Like, I definitely think that like you can actively choose to like apply lessons, but I also think like as weird as a comparison as this going to be, I think there's also like an internalization of, of things, you know, because like, I, like I didn't play a lot of video games when I was a kid, but I sure as fuck did a lot of theater. Um, and like, I don't know if I ever like actively woke up in the morning and went, the lessons that I've learned in theater are applicable to the lessons I learned in life, you know? Um, but like, I know that I learned how to solve problems on the fly more competently. And I know that I am like, obviously much better at talking in front of people. Like I'm, I'm just throw me in front of any size crowd and I'm fine, you know? And so like, for me, I also wonder if the internalization of success for people who naturally struggle with that kind of thing could just sort of like bleed over into real life without having to actively make the choice. Um, well, like Endeavor, like I like I talked about Endeavor on TikTok the other day, and like that's the whole sort of premise behind Endeavor. Um, for those of you who might not know what Endeavor is, it's fucking fascinating. Um, but it is the world's first prescription video game that is designed for kids ages 8 to 12 uh, to help them with their ADHD symptoms. Um, and there's a lot of controversy and a lot of debate and a lot of discussion, um, about whether or not it works. And, um, Leslie Seide actually did a great follow-up video to my video talking about like why maybe the research isn't exactly there yet. Um, but the, but the premise behind it is this idea that like they built a game that is specifically designed to like light up the problem solving and sort of like dopamine reward receptors in a kid's brain. And so this idea is like you play this game for like 25 minutes a day or whatever for like four months or three months or whatever. And at a certain point, the 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 doing of that, the 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 using of those neural pathways strengthens them and makes you more likely to be able to like apply those things in reality. Now, the problem, as Leslie brought up in her video, is that it is purely gauged based on like a computerization attention test. And so fundamentally, like one of the issues is like you're giving a kid a computer game and then testing them on a computer. And so like naturally I, they're going to learn to be more attentive to a, a computer. So like it's hard to say whether or not those skills are being like applied. But the but the idea is really interesting in combination with this idea of like, do you or do you not choose to or like not choose, but like learn that you can take those like time management skills and apply them elsewhere. It's super interesting and also completely unrelated. But I forgot to tell you this. and I have ADHD. Somebody from the fucking company came to my Twitch stream today and they're like, what? hey, I saw your video. I was like, thanks. Like, oh, I said it to like everybody I could in the company. And I was like, I will give you $20 if you give me a game code because I desperately want to try this <laughs> game and just see what it's like. Like, I just think it's so funny that they like they like know who I they're like aware of me. And I was like, I heard you were talking <laughs> shit. I was like listen like i'm not gonna <laughs> pretend to like vouch for your thing if like the research isn't there but it's certainly interesting you know oh yeah most definitely i mean i, I think it the question is is sort of how locally are specific school uh skills useful yeah like how precise is their usefulness like um there are people on tiktok uh who i don't can't remember the, the name of the creator um but he calls he calls like his followers like brain brain builders or something like that. I don't know. But he teaches a bunch of manual exercises that usually have to do with your hands. Mm -hmm. um, so like you make a you make a pointy finger with one hand. So you point with one hand. Okay. Like so if you're with your right hand, you make a pointer finger. Okay. And you point to the left. So you're pointing like inward towards yourself. Okay. And with your left hand, you do a thumbs up. So okay. you're, you're like pointing at your own thumbs up. Okay. And then the idea is you you just switch. So now you're going to do a thumbs up with your right hand and point with your left hand and then switch Fuck, back that's and really forth. hard it's surprisingly difficult right and that hard but the idea is that uh, and uh, this is uh, according to this person God i'm not saying it. this is all the way true 
Um, Eric! <laughs> it's hard, right? <laughs> I gave Katie a task. Uh, uh, now she's uh, practicing until she's uh, good. Uh, oh, there we go. All right, I got it. I got it a little bit here. Nailed it. Okay, it's there perfect. We can move POV, on. whoever's the, you, dear listener, are trying this wherever you are. Yeah, I congratulations. $1, I hope you get it quickly, otherwise <laughs> the rest but, of this but, podcast could be a wash for some people. <laughs> Just going to be sitting there doing that the whole time. Uh, if you're driving, don't try it. Yeah, try don't do you this while home. you're driving, please. <laughs> please don't do that. But what the person who's teaching these exercises, what he espouses is that you're strengthening neural connections in your brain that are by default weak. Like you, the part of your brain that does the pointy thing is very different than the part of your brain that does the thumbs up thing. So it's hard to switch back and forth between those things. And by practicing doing that, you're strengthening the neural pathway between those things now again this is what this person says i'm not standing fully by that because the the controversy that always emerges in the comments is like you're not teaching people's brains to just be better you're just teaching their brains to be better at that specific thing at the pointy thummy exercise like whether or not that's better for your overall brain is who the hell knows yeah but right now you're just teaching people to do that thing and i think that's roughly analogous to the video game thing yeah where are you teaching you know the skills that one learns in say minecraft or endeavor of task management do those skills by default whether you know it or not bleed into your everyday life perhaps to some extent they do i think for everybody it's different like for me you know whenever i'm at a boring job my my impulse was always like how do i make this useful elsewhere like it would make the job less boring so like i sort of by default do that like without knowing it so I think for everybody, there's like a some people might extrapolate the the lessons that they learn in a video game to their everyday life subconsciously, whereas some people have to do it more manually. But I think the question is, is how much do the skills learned in video games bleed into your everyday life just by default? Um, and how much has to be done, I guess, manually? Because certainly learning stuff in video games can be applied to your everyday life because everything is that way. Every single thing that happens to us has like lessons to teach us that if we think about, we can apply them to the rest of our lives. That's like a firm belief of mine. Um, and I think the idea that video games do it in, in a subtle way that like slowly pushes our brain towards being better at task management. I think th as the research comes out about that, I'm really curious to watch it, but I am very skeptical that like, if you get good at this game, then you'll be good at life. Like <laughs> no, getting good at that game means you got good at that game. Yeah. You, you know, you had to develop skills in order to get good at that game. And that's cool as hell. Perhaps you can figure out what those skills are analogously to some other real life thing yeah. and apply it there. That's crazy useful. Yeah. But I think the idea of a video game where like if you get good at the video game, then you're good at life. I, I would love to see that video game. I can't wait for I that video game to maybe come out. Second Life, Eric. It already exists. <laughs> Isn't told that, you my second life story well isn't that the game that like you can spend like real spend and make real money in yeah, or something like, like that? it's it's you know like the the like ready player one sort of yeah. like it's like basically that but like i played uh second life for i was writing an article for it i used to write for escapist magazine not a lot of people know this about me but i used is to that a magician magazine no, or it's, a, people it's, who are it's denying a gaming reality. magazine i used to write oh. uh i wrote you, a, you used to write for a gaming magazine and you're telling me this 39 minutes into the video game episode yeah i wrote i used to write for escapist magazine i would like cool. i wrote a lot about like star trek uh and like star wars and like that kind of thing like i didn't write about like gaming per se but it was like a nerd magazine. But yeah, I wrote like several articles for Escapist. Um, you can look them up. I think they're still on the website or everybody's going to think that I'm a liar, but I promise I did. Um, <laughs> but I was they wanted me to do because I talked about Sims. And so they like they wanted me to write an article about Second Life. And so I played Second Life for precisely two hours. And what happened to me in that two hours? I fucking dipped so hard on that game that I almost didn't write the article. Uh, because I rolled into Second Life. This is such a dumb story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So I rolled into Second Life and I had no idea what I was doing. And there's like all these people walking around or whatever. And I happened to meet this couple. And this couple was like just decked out in this like vampire goth, like kink fetish wear thing. And I was like, OK, these people can party. And so I'm like talking to the one guy and he's telling me in about game, right? This is all in game. game. This is all in game. And like, you know, my guy is like in like the black t-shirt, like basic bitch, like new kid in the game, whatever. <laughs> and so they're like showing me the ropes and I tell them like very honestly, like I'm, 
I've just I'm just checking this out because I'm writing this article and I want to kind of understand like what's going on. And so this this the the lady, the lady vampire starts telling me this whole story about how like she's like met the like love of her life in this game and it's just like so wonderful and she can't believe and they like connected and it's just like the best thing ever and hooray 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 and then the other person uh like pulled me aside and was like oh i want to show you something over here come in and so then this person very like tearfully confesses to me that like this person is madly in love with them and they think that they're like a you know 25 year old guy from like new zealand or whatever but he's actually like 14 and he lives in california and he has oh no idea what gosh. to do and he's let this like lie go on and on and on for like way too long and like just this whole i don't remember the details but like it was like one of them had like just absolutely lied about who they are like just like going into it and then they were like in too deep and I was like, okay, that's enough second life for me. Like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> nope, absolutely not. Oh, my god. But I gosh. still think about those people. Like, just, like, was banana. Like, it was just, like, I cannot imagine. And so it's just, like, I don't know. So, like, I don't know. That's, that's so just a story. That's just a terrifying. story to, to tell. Well, no, I, I want to, <laughs> I, you know, something that I found really interesting is, uh, you brought up earlier about how social skills are improved and cooperation and empathy and stuff like that are improved um, by video games. Certain studies say, I don't want to yeah. say that as being like completely yeah. all the way true, but no, certain yeah, studies yeah, yeah. suggest that that's yeah, the certain case. Studies. Um, and I find that delightful. I was reading a study um, whose name is very long. So it's the Ooh. video games and ADHD and non ADHD children colon modalities of use in association with ADHD uh, symptoms. Oh, Anyways, I'm turning you to the academic side. I love this for us. This like, oh, I've been on the academic side. I just really write down the name. Because <laughs> they're always so long. And I'm like, oh, some study that's name was like 14 words long. But uh, basically, uh, children with lesser pro-social skills, pro-social skills being things like uh, cooperation, empathy, like, you know, the stuff that you would make you good in like a class project, like that kind of shit. Yeah sharing um children who whose parents purported that they lack those things um were more likely to see increased video game use over time um however um not necessarily in the category of uh uh excuse me uh social games um they didn't measure that in the study and so i find that I, i'm really curious about how people whose pro-social skills are quote-unquote you know like lacking yeah how social interaction in video games changes because you're in a common world mm -hmm. with these other people with common goals like for example my brother and i we were my brother i have a brother that's two and a half years older than me hi cole um we we didn't really get along when we were kids we didn't like hate each other but we were very different he was a sporty sports person i was like a weird artsy kid um we got into fights brother stuff but the first time that we ever like stayed up late like talking to each other just as people as friends was about the game runescape uh runescape is an mmorpg it's a massive multiplayer online role-playing game i don't I, I just messed that up but basically <laughs> it's, it. it's like it's sort of like world of warcraft you build your character you specialize you do go on a quest and stuff it's great and my brother was big into runescape i was kind of into runescape but one night we stayed up really late and we were sitting we were talking about like if i were to build a new character like what should i do and he was like well if you got really into archery you can sell this and i can meet introduce you to this other guy that can show you the stuff or whatever and like my my like my current relationship with my brother now which is great i love my brother like started at that moment i remember specifically i remember the room we were sitting in i remember where he was sitting i remember where i was sitting it started with that moment because now we had a common language to talk with to talk about common goals and understandings of things and like in a lot of the people in in my discord and in your discord who play like minecraft and stuff like they they now have this reality that they can interact with other people and where stuff makes sense and they can talk using common terms and stuff like that all because of this video game world that they exist in together and i think that's fucking beautiful i like out of all the things that video games could possibly do for neurodivergence like task management and shit i think that social aspect is by far the most exciting by far the most exciting a, a while ago little here's all right you you got you told your video game stories here's a video game story of, of, of the hey all right, dude before you go into the story can i oh, just okay. say for the record that's the most goddamn wholesome thing that i've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life that was fucking 
thank you for sharing that story because that You're was welcome. lovely. Proceed. Thank you. Well, also, uh, Guitar Hero was the first thing I was ever better at than my brother at. <laughs> like, to anybody out here with older siblings, you know, when you're, like, growing up, they're like, everything you do, they, like, just get better at it. And they're like, oh, great. Now I had that. Guitar Hero was the first time, the thing I was ever better at than my brother. It was great. Um, healthy competition. Um, but, for example, so, so there's this game called Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> You've probably heard of it. It's one of the most successful video games of all time. It's a beautiful game. It's I, a don't really fun get game me started. about walking around the old west and petting dogs. It's exactly That's the it's plot wonderful. of the game. You, t- you get on a horse and you find dogs. And, <laughs> and then you, you pet, pet dogs, dogs. Exactly. And you make friends and that's it. And nothing we bad gotta, ever happens. We got to start doing that, Katie. A, a you and me game where we just go around the entire map and f- make friends with all the dogs. What it sounds still delightful. So um, but there's also, so there's online play as well. There's like a story when there's online and you create your character. You make like a like a person thing. <laughs> Um, and you can interact with other real people in this game world. So I started doing that, and it's a long story. Don't worry about it. I ended up being, uh, what was I, the vice president or something of this guild, this Discord guild of, like, hundreds oh, yeah? of people. Yeah, who, super yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, super cool. We were called the Hanover, Han- Hanover Holdovers. I think they're still around. Um, but they were organized. Like, they des- designed game vents, and they would invent games in the game it was really it was awesome but anyways that being said i was playing video games consistently with a large group of people all over the world for like a year um and the friendships i made there were real like i want to just say for the record real quick that sometimes somebody will say something like uh my friend who i play video games with i've never met them in real life but i play video games with them online it's really easy to discredit that because it's kind of funny, like, ha, oh, they met on Xbox. But like, those are real serious friendships. Um, they talk to them like imagine if they so they talk to somebody on the phone for like, you know, six hours every day, how close they would get with that person. Imagine but I met people imagine in that. Like, I can't possibly imagine <laughs> what kind of friendship would be formed by somebody who you talk with five hours every single day. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That's what we do, Katie. I keep forgetting that you're not like in my house because you're just always on a screen in my house. So I'm like, oh, that's right. My, when my phone dies, I'm just alone now. It's terrifying. Aww, but, so <laughs> but anyway, in, in this game, like you'd be with uh, you'd be like doing a thing and you'd spawn in and you'd be like, hey, are you a handover holdover? And you'd be like, yeah. And you'd, you know, you'd be like, holy shit, we're part of the same group. And then you would walk around and, and walk around in the woods and go hunting or go sailing with this kid. And there, I remember, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to say his name out loud because in case he's still around. Um, but there was this kid who like, you know, when you're playing a video game, you can have a mic or not, you know? So if you walk close to somebody, you can, they can talk to you, but some people don't have mics. So they're, they just communicate with body language. Um, so I walked up to this kid and I was like, Hey, you know, you're a holdover person, whatever, let's go do a thing. And he didn't say anything. So I just assumed he didn't have a mic. And we, we walked into the woods and we started doing a bunch of stuff together, just cooperatively hunting and stuff. And after like an hour, he said something like so nothing. He just said, like, there's a deer over there or something. This little thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you have a mic. That's so cool. And he just said, yeah. And we kept playing and we kept doing it. And it, every, he slowly started to say more. Nothing like crazy deep, but he just slowly started saying, like, I think if we go over here, there's some turkeys or something like that. And we played and we played and we played. We like added each other as friends. And at the end of it, he was like, hey, yeah, I don't really see people very often, like in real life. And he's like really socially anxious. Like, I don't really like talking to people. I don't have very many friends at school. You know, like I don't have a lot of friends. And like, that was really nice. You know, just like hang out with you, like saying like it was a really big deal for him to be with another person and, and like talk to them. And this video game gave us a common goal and gave us like a language to talk with each other. And it was like one of the most beautiful things I've ever been a part of. Um, and I think in the neurodivergent communities, stuff like that is just, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's just fucking beautiful. Like whatever it can do in terms of like task organization skills, great. But when you're playing multiplayer games and you're interacting with people, um, a lot of really lovely, lovely things can happen that can give you confidence in your everyday life. You know, the, the idea of talking to strangers or, or doing something nice for somebody else. Um, it's it's really delightful especially minecraft servers because you can like (laughs) you can just walk up to somebody and be like here's four diamonds you know and then you make a friend and then one day you come back to your base and they give you some coal because they know you needed coal and you make friends is that how you've been getting all the stuff for our house have you been just like 
Oh, really? Totally. Well, that's how I got, you know, you know, the Star Wars, the Star Wars picture. Yeah. I like, I went into town and like asked like, does anybody know where I can get any, you know, wool? And this one guy was like, follow me. And he took me on this huge adventure. <laughs> that's amazing. And he was like a high level player. He had like diamond everything. And so he just gave me some stuff. That's super nice. He was like, you're a new player. Also, here's, some, like here's some stuff. Five people on that server. So I feel like probably everybody's like, new kids. <laughs> new kids. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I think you're right. Like, I think what's really interesting is like the the constant balance that like the research, like just purely from like making it boring again. But like one term that comes up like all the time is like problematic usage. Like it's not they're not necessarily calling it like an addiction, but they're calling it problematic usage. But I think that like. It's it's. It's something to be aware of, but I also think that like in in some circumstances, like the one that you talk about, like what even is problematic usage, man? Like, you know, I don't want to put it like that, but it's I think that there's such a balance between like what outside observers might consider, you know, problematic like parents reporting kids problematic usage but if your kid is having like a lot of problems at school and doesn't have very many friends and he can go log on to red dead redemption and like have like a real you know conversation with somebody like you might think it's problematic because he's holed up in his room for five hours but like for them like that might be really helpful but at the same time like also how do you get your kid outside and make sure that they're like healthy so it's like i don't <laughs> there's no like perfect solution but i think that it's it's really interesting to think about the dichotomy there of like what is being helped and what is being hindered and it's like i think mm. that it's i think just like across the board like i think video games are so much more of a help than than a hindrance you know for like a lot of people but there's still such like a I don't know, kind of like ADHD. There's still such like a stereotype of like what it is and what it looks like and how it works and everything that it's just, I don't know. Oh, totally. I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to say something deep and I just completely lost it halfway through. No, well, no, I think you did. I think from the outside perspective, like it's, it's easy to look at somebody playing video games and assume they're doing one thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, Eric's sitting there and he's been playing video games for five hours. Like, well, no, I've been doing all sorts of different stuff during this five hours what it looks like from the outside is that i've been doing the same thing but that's not necessarily the case um i could be you know making friends in friggin' spain or something like that um and i i mean i think ultimately what it comes down to uh to 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 repeat myself again uh, that it comes down to communication I, every time i say that i'm like god am i really saying that again but it's just absolutely so true in every realm i think if you're a kid is playing video games a lot. Um, I think there are a lot of different ways to play video games. I think if you're playing video games alone and you're, you know, just doing the same repetitive non, I don't know, you can do anything to excess in an unhealthy way, yeah. for sure. You can do anything. You can exercise too much, you know. Um, but understanding <laughs> what your kid is doing in this game you know, go up to him and ask, like, what's well, who's that guy? Why do you have to go do that thing? Like, what, what, what's, what's, do you have any friends who's that? Oh, cool. Tell your friend, you know, Skull Boys 72, I said hello or something like, I don't know. Just, but just understand that what they're doing is actually very complicated and can be very helpful. It needs to be moderated like everything does, but it can be very helpful. That's valid. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said you something. You've been giggling for like I'm 30 sorry. seconds. You said something and like, you what? know, when your brain just like makes like a weird connection. You said yes. something about like, well, obviously, you know, like people can do stuff too much. And my first instinct was like, oh, you mean like when somebody plays too many scratchy lotteries? You mean like when somebody eats cake too much cake? Oh, when somebody smokes too many cigarettes? Oh, when somebody, yeah, that's all I could think about. And I'm sorry, but then my brain like latched onto it because I couldn't say it because I didn't want to interrupt it. And then I felt <laughs> awkward, but I just kept giggling about it because it's like shout my out, favorite. Shout out John Mulaney, New in Town. <laughs> go watch it, everybody. It's fantastic. Like when somebody smokes too many cigarettes? <laughs> when somebody plays too many. Yeah, I see. You got it. Got it, man. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to derail that. I just got so... That was a moment. That was a whole ass ADHD moment. No, it's very funny. Well, so clo closing thoughts, Katie. What do you what do you think? What do you think? Closing thoughts. 
I think, be eloquent on the spot. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> you don't have to, I'm just being a no, jerk. You know, I mean, eloquent. I think that having a cognizance of the problems that video games can present when played to excess is really important because over and over and over, the research shows us that people with ADHD are pre predisposed pre fuck me predisposed to problematic video game usage whether or not that spirals into full-on like video game addiction is like a whole other conversation but the fact remains that like consistently across the board we see that people with adhd tend to play too much too long that kind of thing however on the completely other and very much more wholesome side of the coin is all of the the things that video games can help kids with and adults even you know and so i think that an awareness of issues that might arise going in is really important but they're also kind of i don't want to say simple to circumvent especially if you're sort of in the depths of like oh shit i'm playing way too much minecraft but things like timers and screen limitations and like that kind of thing can really go a long way in order to help you get the benefits of it without completely burning yourself out because you've done nothing but play Minecraft for 18 hours. Um, yeah. Eloquent. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So, so goddamn eloquent, Katie. My so gosh. So fucking eloquent. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. I think it's, it's worth monitoring, making sure that you're, you're using this thing in a non-problematic way. You're, you're making sure that you're choosing to do the thing. You're not compulsively doing the thing. That's big in addiction in general. Like, are you deciding to to do the thing or do you have to do the thing? Um, so monitoring that um, and making sure that um, you're aware of time in general because video games tend to flow state you and then all of a sudden it's been like 10 hours and you forgot your, to pick your kid up at the, at the baseball <laughs> practice or whatever, something like that. Um, so paying attention to that is, is deeply important. Whether that's the use of an actual timer or just checking the clock. Did I just set up too depressing of a tableau? No, was it was, I, was just picturing, I was just picturing <laughs> the like, okay, I was very specifically picturing. I had one of those like cinematic moments where I was picturing like little Jimmy and he was in like his baseball uniform with like a bat <laughs> and it's like raining and he's like sad and he's like saying he's like kicking a rock and then like yeah. his scumbad dad like drives up like, <laughs> sorry, Jimmy, uh, the, the guys and I were on a raid. <laughs> Jimmy's like, it's cool, dad. I know it's World okay. of Warcraft is really important to you. <laughs> it's okay. And then, and then, and then Charlie Brown Christmas. Christmas time is here. Yahoo Forest. No, that's not Charlie Brown. <laughs> Yahoo Forest. <laughs> what color was the uniform, by the way? Oh, uh, it was like, it was like white and blue. It was like that a little was exactly mini, what I was picturing. Yeah, a little mini like blue. Cubs uniform, like a little totally hat. picture in blue. And he's like, he's like a little, like his knees, like got little grass stains on it. And he's just like, that's fine, he's dad. Like, and then Jimmy grows up to be like an adamant anti video game, like won't let his kids play video <laughs> games. And his kids are like, dad, what happened? And he immediately pictures that rainy day in the dugout. I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. No video games. Not in my house. But also the other side of the coin, um, I think they could be incredibly useful. They can, when you, when you, when you find yourself completing multi-step tasks in a video game, when in, in, in everyday life, that's actually very difficult. Take a little peek at that. Put it aside for a second and go, huh, that's really interesting. I just did a multi-step task to achieve a goal. That, why is that? Did I set that goal myself? Did the, the video game set it for me? What was the goal? Was it a creative goal? Was it who knows and try to see and try to recognize when that occurs in your everyday life i think that's big and then the social aspect of it um pay attention to how a video game is treating you socially are you meeting people because of it or are you like not talking to anybody for days and days and days on end which there's not necessarily anything wrong with but they can definitely become a problem very quickly um so i think paying attention to those things are uh you know you know worth worth checking out Worth checking out. You know what I'm saying? I do. Now, Katie, the real question is, do you want to play some Minecraft real quick? Do you want to do, you want to do that? A little bit of Minecraft? Yeah. Yeah, you want to play a little bit yeah, of Minecraft? Yeah, I do. Oh, let's go craft. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to go play Minecraft. Thanks, everybody. Stay build. tuned for Katie's awesome outro. I'm going to gonna... build the shit out of this loom so hard. You don't even know. Oh, yeah. Can I get some fruits of those looms? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really on the underwear joke. I don't know why. It's weird. I'm into it. It's weird that that's where you go. 
Well, everybody, that's it for Infinite Quest this week. But before we go, I'm sure you know what time it is. But if you don't know what time it is, if you subscribe to our Patreon, uh, we put your name in a song. Uh, and so here is this week's Patreon song. Let's go! This week we'd like to thank Margaret and Autumn and also our friend Phil, who has a cool email address, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And also Sarah and Sarah and Sarah and Sarah. It's not a joke. And I honestly can't remember if we thanked Shauna and Chris and Shannon last week, but I'm too lazy to listen back to last week's episode. So thank you twice, maybe. If you would like your name in our Patreon song, then all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com slash infinite quest and become a subscriber. And from all of us here at Infinite Quest, thank you very much for... I just sort of segued out of that song, didn't I? But really, everybody, thank you so much. Thank you so much for supporting us every week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for making us part of your lives. And from all of us at Infinite Quest, me and Eric and our DM Chris and our producer Brian, remember to drink some water. Remember to take your meds. Remember to eat something. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And remember, we love you. That's it for us this week. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.